You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey, y'all. I'm Mella Borowski, and I'm the Southern Belle in Bell Book and Candle. We've got another great Southern dialogue, and today's guest is Maggie Dong. Maggie is a podcaster, a fitness and life coach, and universal channeler who helps people master their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual fitness so they can raise their consciousness and live with fulfillment. I am so glad you could be with us, Maggie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. You've got an incredible personal story. Would you feel comfortable sharing a little bit above your story of where you came from and how you got to where you are now? Absolutely. So my journey really started around the time when I was 16 because I lost my mom that year to Mm. breast cancer. And at that point, my dad had already been in jail for about two years. So all of a sudden, I needed to step up and take responsibility for my life. And I also have a little brother. He is five years younger than me, so he was 11 back then. And I was kind of forced into that position to grow up pretty quickly and figure everything out on my own. Yeah, and at that point, I ended up with a couple eating disorders, anxiety, depression, and was still dealing with the grief from losing my mom. So all of that put me in this rock bottom place in my life. And in that space, I realized that I was the one who needed to change my life if I wanted anything to change. I couldn't wait for somebody else to come save me because there was literally no one to come save me. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, that that's how I got into my fitness journey, personal development, my spiritual awakening. All of this happened in a pretty short amount of time, I would say. And that's what I do now because I realized that we need to master the four areas of fitness the physical mental emotional and spiritual Mm -hmm. and if we miss any one of those areas we end up looking to fill a void within ourselves that just cannot be filled so that's what i do now i help people master the four areas yeah amazing so you basically took your adversities and turn them into something that was more like maybe a gift to gift to other people and it's definitely not an easy task so got any advice for someone who may be trying to climb out of their own depression right now and find a way to turn what their bad shit into something good yeah i mean it's not easy when we're sitting in that place we want to play the victim and it's the easy thing to do i played the victim for so long i was asking myself why is this happening to me why is life so unfair why can't i just be like the other kids and have a good time but i realized that the more i played the victim the more 
it means that nothing is gonna change and I'm letting life and I'm letting these external events dictate how I choose to live my life so if we really want freedom and if we really want to have the choice to create our reality it starts by us taking responsibility for all of it instead of playing the victim and and i know it's easy to celebrate it's easy to say i created this when things are going so well yeah but it's in the times where we are sitting in a place where we're dealing with something that we don't want to deal with and taking full responsibility for that that's how we own our true power because in order to fully have control over your life and over this reality you have to take responsibility for all of it yeah i talk about that to my clients and when i teach all the time of just that personal sovereignty of taking your power back and taking control over what you can control there's so much you can't control so why worry with that you can control how you act and how you react so yeah i totally agree with that yeah a hundred percent tell me about your spiritual awakening was it going on at the same time or was there an aha moment that came later oh my spiritual awakening came a little bit later so after i got out of my eating disorders i started living this healthy and balanced lifestyle physically Mm. and i realized that the physical part just wasn't enough because Mm. there's so much more to life than just how we look so i went down this personal development journey working on a lot of mindsets but something was still missing after that it was just like i knew that there was more to all of this and i got into my spiritual awakening when i was introduced to the law of attraction and manifestation which i know it's where a lot of people tend to start you start realizing that you actually are attracting everything in your reality you're manifesting the whole thing so that kind of sparked my interest into what else is out there what else am i missing and throughout my spiritual awakening it was painful. It, it wasn't just, mm. you know, the manifestation, law of attraction and all yeah, that. Yeah, happy butterflies. <laughs> Everything's great. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of shadow work, a lot of healing, a lot of unlearning that needed to be done because we pick up so many conditionings that sometimes we don't even know that we're running on these just autopilot programs and we need to unlearn all of these and it takes a lot of awareness to do that yeah i'm glad that you mentioned that it's not super easy because i just don't think it's authentic when people say yeah it's so easy you just you just change your mindset you just do this shadow work is difficult it's some of the most difficult self-work you can do yeah it's a lot of darkness involved it's not all just love and light and we meditate all day i mean it would be nice (laughs) if we can all do that but it's it's through the darkest moments it's through through the situations where we get triggered the most that's how we grow Mm, yeah i saw mentioned uh, something about 3d living versus 5d living what what does that mean for someone who has no idea what that is Yeah, I I love talking about this because we are going through this awakening right now as a a planet, as a collective, 
And the 3D is what I call the matrix, where we don't think for ourselves, where we get stuck in these programmings. And 5D is when we rise above the matrix and we realize that we don't have to be programmed and we actually become the programmer of this reality. So there are just different levels of consciousness. So when I talk about the different dimensions, a lot of people think that the dimensions are physical places, but they are not physical places. They're just different vibrational frequencies. So a 3D frequency and a 5D frequency, I mean, they're different. And the analogy that I like to use is a radio station. So when you're tuned in, to a certain station a certain frequency let's say the 3d frequency you can only hear and see the things that are in that station but when you turn up your vibration when you turn to a 5d station in that different frequency you get access to different information and that's when your psychic abilities get activated you see beyond the physical beyond your physical senses so it's really interesting to be in the middle of this shift right now collectively i mean it's it's an interesting time to be alive definitely is yeah so many children being born already on a higher vibration i've noticed being able to do a lot of different things that i'm an indigo i'm not sure if you're familiar with indigo children Mm -hmm. i'm i'm an indigo so i was a i was a fighter but I had a lot of people telling me that my spiritual gifts and things like that were from demons and things like that. I live in the South, so it kind of goes with the territory. Mm-hmm. I know I have uh, nieces and, and nephews that are talking to angelic creatures and, and spiritual things and just so much love they have for other people. And it's almost like they're being born with a higher vibration. Yeah, I mean, there seems to be this new wave of children coming to this planet and they signed up to participate in this awakening and so did mm. we. We we signed up to be here. We signed up yeah. to go go through our awakening and and then kind of lead that for the people who maybe have no idea what's going mm. on. Yeah. I also like that you focus on not just one type of fitness, but physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And you even mentioned this at the start of your podcast. I was listening to some of your podcasts that to live a fulfilled life, you have to master all four of these areas. You mentioned that even just a few minutes ago. What does mastery practically look like for someone? How does it feel or look like to have mastery? Hmm. So the reason that... I call these the four areas of fitness is because fitness implies that it's a constant work in progress. So we don't just get to this destination, even though we might want to. We think that there's an end goal to all of this, but it's a journey. And fitness means that we're constantly balancing ourselves and realigning when we're out of alignment. And mastery really is just coming back to ourselves over and over again because we get so distracted by the external events by what's going on in the outside but the real work is looking inwards and looking at yourself in these four areas and being really honest with where 
in your life, you're out of alignment. And、mm-hmm. that's what mastery is is having that awareness to come back into alignment over and over again, regardless of how many times you are taken out of alignment.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good to note that with the word fitness, it's not one and done in your. your You know, at this master level, you have to keep it up. It's it's an almost like an everyday process. As we look at these four different areas, can you give us maybe a tip for each of these to help us live a more fulfilling life? Yeah. So I'll start with the physical because that's where. I kind of started with my journey, and I believe that if we don't have our physical health, we don't really have anything because、yeah. it's it's very distracting to, like for example, say if you're constantly in physical pain. I mean, it, it's yeah, hard. Yeah, I am. To, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know. It, it it's hard to focus on the other things and. In my、yeah. case, I had an eating disorder, and I was constantly focusing on my body and how it looked, and、mm-hmm. having that unhealthy relationship with my body, and it was distracting because I couldn't focus on anything else. So、mm-hmm. that really is the key. It's kind of the foundation to to have that physical health in check. And I would say, nowadays, I. Allow my body to just tell me what to do. So instead of forcing anything on myself,、mm-hmm. instead of saying I have to do this to get this body or I have to eat like this, which I know there are so many people out there telling you this is a diet you need to follow, this is what、mm-hmm. you need to do. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, it's so individualistic, and we have to come back to our. Own bodies and and listen to our what our bodies are telling us, because not every diet is going to fit every person, and listening to ourselves and creating that that lifestyle for truly for us is I I think is the key.、Mm. And when it comes to mental fitness, I mean this is mindset, and mindset is behind a lot of. What we do, when even the physical part of fitness, a lot of that is mindset. Because、yeah. I realized that my eating disorders had nothing to do with food itself. It wasn't because I didn't know how to eat, or <laughs> or I didn't know what <laughs> foods were healthy and what wasn't healthy. It was because I had these other things that I was struggling behind the scenes that I was using food to cover that up.、Mm. So. The mental aspect of fitness is a lot of mental health, a lot of mindset, and getting ourselves in check and having that healthy mind is is also key because without our healthy minds, we can't really do anything. We can't manifest. We can't.、Yeah. We can't think. Right. Yeah. And our emotional fitness—that's how we process our emotions. Because as a society, I've seen that. We're either on the end of the extreme where we completely neglect our emotions, which I've、mm-hmm. been there. I was repressing all of it, didn't want to cry, didn't want to process anything,、mm-hmm. and then I, I just swung to the other end of it where I was just unleashing all of my、mm-hmm. emotions onto everything and everyone had no control over any of it. 
So Been it's there coming, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's coming to balance between the two extremes and coming to a place where we're okay with expressing our emotions, but we're not letting it run out of control. Yeah. <laughs> and the spiritual aspect of fitness, I think this. This is how we find our purpose here and why we're really here. Because a lot of people, I mean, we get sucked in into the entertainment, paying bills, and losing weight. But that's not what we're here to actually do. There's a bigger purpose behind all of this, and connecting to that spiritual realm and connecting to our souls. Really, that's what's going to guide us to do what we're here to do. And that's what spirituality did for me is that it added an entirely new layer to my life that I wasn't aware of before, and it makes life just so much more fulfilling once you realize that you're here for a way bigger reason than what you've been taught.、Mm. I've noticed that people really like to compartmentalize their spirituality, and what I mean by that is, it's really hard to break out of the mold of okay, this is when I do my spiritual stuff, and the rest of my week is other stuff, and and that's really why I like everyday tips and ideas to really live your spiritual walk, and everyday tips for really any part of your life. With sexuality, it might come as a surprise for even my witchy listeners. That you can bring spirituality into your sex life. What is sacred sexuality? Any insight on that? Yeah, I mean, spirituality is—it's everywhere. Like you said, a lot of people compartmentalize their spirituality. They think that I—I'm going to do my practice right now, and then the rest of the day, I'm just going to carry on with whatever. Right, right. <laughs> But. I mean, spirituality is truly behind everything because we have to realize that we're just spiritual beings. We're souls living this human experience, and when when it comes down to it, everything is spiritual.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> If we decide to look at it that way, and sacred sexuality, it's bringing spirituality into into sex and and into a part of you that. That is so important, and and I know as a society, and on an individual level, we have a lot of shadow work around sex that、mm-hmm. needs to be done, a lot of healing that needs to be done. But sex at at its core, it's connection to source. I mean, when when you're in that energy, and you're able to fully let go and surrender, that is. Pure source that you're connecting to, and、mm-hmm. it's such a sacred act that this society, unfortunately, we've made it very superficial,、mm-hmm. and it's a lot about the ego. It's a lot about just the body, but、yeah. it's way more than that. And it's an energy exchange when you're having sex with someone else, and people don't take that seriously. And and I mean, I've done that where. I was kind of not, not taking it seriously, and I just had sex with some random person. But I've come to realize that it is this sacred energy exchange, and when you're having sex with someone, 
your aura is wide open for、mm-hmm. this person's energy to to come to come in,、yeah. and when this other person has a lot of trauma, a lot of、uh, darkness they haven't integrated, it it gets carried on into your energy field, and then you then have to clear clear that. So it's that sacred energy exchange and. I personally think that we need to start taking it more seriously. Yeah, I think if people, whether they believe it or not, on an energetic level, you are doing that energy exchange when you're with anybody. It's it just happens whether you say, "Oh, it was just it was just a fling. It doesn't mean anything." Still, your body's energies have still meshed, and there's sometimes cords or energy. Plugs or whatever you want to call it, left behind, and you're still carrying that. Yeah, it gets really complicated, especially if we're not careful with that,、mm-hmm. because cords do form, and a lot of karma. You you start building up more karma if you're having sex with someone who maybe has a lot of karma that they haven't cleared, and then you then have to clear that. So. Is coming to terms with how sacred our own bodies are, and and that's how we then carry that into sex, into intimacy and relationships. Because if we don't realize how sacred we truly are on our own, then we'll always treat our bodies in a way less than what it actually is. Yeah, and we are creatures of magic too. We're magical beings, and and we're creating. That's what manifestation is. I I see manifestation as a type of magic, and so with sex magic, if you want to call it that, that is a burst of energy. And and if you're looking for a powerful energy, you can look to your sacred sexual practices to find this burst of energy for all sorts of of. Spells for the witchy world, or just manifestation, or anything. Have you ever done any sort of manifesting or channeling of that energy to get something you wanted? I first kind of got into sacred sexuality because I was hearing that you can manifest things mm-hmm, <laughs> with <okay. that. laughs> So I mean, orgasmic manifestation, and that that got my. Interest because I I was thinking well this is really cool that you can manifest things when you're having orgasm so I've I've tried it on my own I haven't really found it to be that effective for me just because it's it takes a lot for me to focus on the manifestation、yeah. when <laughs> when I'm、um, in the middle of having sex which is kind of weird to me but I but I do know how powerful the energy is and、mm. in in that moment of having an orgasm any thought that you hold in your mind it manifests a lot quicker because of that energy and and how pure it is、mm. I have heard. People、uh, say that if you you can write on your own body or your partner's body an affirmation or something that you want to happen, or even a sigil or some sort of symbol of what you want to happen, and kind of you're putting that energy into that, and then you don't have to think about it as much because you've already created almost like a container for it, and that sounds really interesting to me. So you don't have to actually focus on it as much and just be in the moment. Mm, super interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is a question that I ask 
pretty much all my guests. What is the most important thing that you have learned on your own personal spiritual path? The most important thing I would say is that everything comes back to to ourselves and our external worlds, our external reality, it's just a reflection of our internal reality. And so many times when something goes wrong, our egos like to micromanage the universe. We like to control other people. But we have to realize that all of this that we see, other people's behaviors, I mean, the things that we attract into our lives is a reflection of us. So if we want these things to stop, instead of trying to micromanage everyone else and everything else, we have to look inward and look at ourselves and see what part within us created the situation and attracted this into our lives. And that's a lot harder to do because it's so much easier to just blame other people to to try to make other people change when in reality we have to look at ourselves and change our internal state if we want our our external reality to be reflected back to us Mm, perfect so i am going to post all your information and links in the show notes but is there anything that you want to promote or anything that you're offering that we should know about yeah, so I mean, my podcast, uh, Mind Muscle Enlightenment, it's free to listen to on all platforms. And the program that I have is called Heal. It's a self-paced program where we just do the shadow work and 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 we we heal our traumas, we raise our consciousness. So we get to experience love, freedom, and peace because that's that's what it comes down to at the end that we want to experience the liberation of of being free from the traumas that we carry i'm all about shadow work i i know that it changed my life in the past and so i i'm just trying to help other people about it and it's always just really amazing when i meet someone else who who sees the importance of that because so many times we especially in in this kind of metaphysical area of life you're going to run into the people who are and i have nothing against love and light but who are who are all love and lie don't don't bother about that don't think about anything negative well you gotta dig it all out somehow yeah i mean it's so easy to buy into that especially for the people who are just waking up who are just um getting into the spiritual community and and they see a lot of love and light and and having to be positive all the time but it gets very toxic it's like toxic positivity absolutely you have to be love and light all the time which we're neglecting this whole other side of this reality because this reality is filled with love light but also the darkness this is here yeah Yeah, life is not always love and light sometimes life sucks yeah. <laughs> and you just have to deal with it and you have to be resilient and sometimes the the tornado comes and bends you and you have to have skills so that you don't break and if you're just turning your face away you don't have those skills so you're really not an authentic person i think that it's very inauthentic when i see people on social media and different things like that that just come across as nothing ever touches them my life is always wonderful and it just makes me not want to listen to them because life is just not always wonderful 
Oh, I am with you 100%. And <laughs> we need to start integrating our shadows instead of running away from them. Yes. Yeah. Maggie, thank you so much for being on Bell, Book, and Candle. You have left us so much to think about. And I really want our listeners to ask yourself, how are you improving your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual fitness? And remember what Maggie said, it's fitness. So it's not a one and done type thing. You're going to be working on that. But what area do you need to put a little more focus on? Y'all show Maggie and all of our guests that come on the show some love by visiting their websites, checking out social media, and if you end up reaching out to them, tell them you heard about them on Bell, Book, and Candle. And don't forget that you can always send me a little comment, an insight, or a question by clicking on the link to send a voice message to me. Super easy, y'all. And I reckon I might just use it in one of our episodes to come. Take care, and y'all be blessed. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Bell Book Candle.